Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Middle Class Rockstar. I'm your host, Andy Sido. My guest today is Nashville-based singer, songwriter, and performer, Sam Robbins. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Sam Robbins, as I just said, is my guest today. Um, We first became familiar with each other through the Kerrville New Folk Songwriters Competition that happened in 2021. We were both finalists, and so we got to know each other online a little bit through that. He was actually one of the six winners of the competition as well. Um, And we've sort of just uh, stayed in touch. We haven't met in person yet, but we will. I'm confident of that. But we've stayed in touch uh, over the last few months, and um, we've talked about trying to do a show together or something. He's uh, he's playing in Colorado in June, um, the day I'm, the day I'm getting married, so it didn't work out. But he called and said, "Hey, do you want to do this show with me?" And um, so, yeah, it was nice of him to ask, and we we'll work something out. We'll get something going at some point. Um, but Sam is a wonderful songwriter. Uh, he grew up in New Hampshire, and then went to Berkeley College of Music. While he was at Berkeley in 2018, uh, he got to be on The Voice. And um, after that, he moved to Nashville. We talk about all this in the episode. I'm not going to give too much away. We talk about his time on The Voice, his time coming up in New Hampshire and Portsmouth, and, uh, and what Berkeley was like. We talk about university, whether or not it's necessary for a music major, some of the benefits of that, and maybe it uh, varies person to person. And then he moved to Nashville, where he's been for the last few years. I mean, he put out his debut record, Finally Feeling Young, on May 14th of 2021. Um, we talk about what it's like moving to Nashville, what it's like for songwriters in Nashville, what uh, success looks like there, and if there's um, you know, any sort of a PR illusion of success that um, that is around town. I don't know. I'm not as, I'm not as familiar with, with Nashville as he is, but, uh, uh, certainly all songwriters are, um, you know, at at least make semi-regular pilgrimages there. And I told them it's a place we were considering moving as well. So I was asking him some questions in terms of that too. Like, Hey, what's your first few years been like? Is it a 10 year town? Does it take four years to get your first big opportunity? Um, so chat about all that stuff. We also talk about house concerts. We're both involved in the Listening Room Network. Um, and if you go back, oh, I don't know, probably 40 episodes or so, I'll have to find the exact one. I interview Fran Snyder, who is the the guy who runs the Listening Room Network. If you're a singer-songwriter and you're looking to do house concerts, that's a great um, website to get hooked up with, and you can pair up with house concert hosts and listening rooms that way. So chat about that, touring, um, you know, how to how how he's going about making a sustainable living in the music business. And uh, also, he just finished recording his second album. So he's got lots of fun stuff to talk about. And I and I really love chatting with him. I've I've always uh, felt like I've moved around in terms of my genre or haven't known where I belong, I guess is a better way to say it musically. Um, you know, coming up, I would play in blues clubs uh, and, and they would say, well, this isn't really blues. So I go play, um, somewhere else, you know, and they say, oh, it's not really jazz. It's not really rock, whatever. And, and I've always struggled to find my people. And I think through some of these, um, actually through some of these songwriter competitions, it's sort of helped me meet, uh, other singer songwriters who are doing exactly what I'm doing and exactly what I want to be doing. Um, same circuit, same clubs, same house concerts. And, uh, yeah, I've just I felt like I really have started to find my community, and Sam is one of those people um, where I think, yeah, this is this is my community. So I I feel a connection with Sam, and uh, and he's a great he's a great story. So I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Before we jump in, I want to say a quick thanks to our sponsors. First, Patrick at PQ Mastering. Uh, Patrick puts the finishing touches on this podcast, and for any of your audio or restoration needs, visit pqmastering.com. Also, Narrator Music. For simple and affordable licensing for sync, visit narratorrf.com. And several of my songs are on there. 
um, as well. So songs, not my singer-songwriter songs, but composer stuff that I've done is up on that site. So if you're looking for music, uh, royalty-free music for any sort of event, check out narratorrf.com. All right, let's jump into the show. I am consenting. Okay. Oh, yeah. You consent to this recording? I have consented, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually... I don't know what I think about that feature on Zoom when it tells you that it's recording. Do you like that feature? I've never really thought about it. I guess I kind of like it. I mean, I, I don't Zoom enough to really have it be an issue. You know what I mean? Right, right. I don't right. know if I was working at a big corporation and Zooming like 12 hours a day maybe, but I don't know. Not that I want to talk to anybody without them consenting. Yeah, you know? yeah. I also don't want to make a big deal about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It is kind of weird. I'm like, do I consent? You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, well, how are you doing? I know you're you're back home in Nashville at the moment, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Um, yeah, I, I, I just finished recording a bunch of music, and so I'm sort of taking – a break. I've had a really crazy past like six months of my life. So I'm kind of like, yeah. like waking up and being like, Oh, I don't have like a pressing thing I need to do today. You know what I mean? That's is, great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so far, yeah, it's kind of strange, but it's cool. You know, do you go crazy when you, when you don't have anything to do? Um, yeah, kind of, I think, I mean, I, I'm trying to get better at it. That's one thing I'm trying to do. Cause I think especially, and you know this, as musicians and solo singer-songwriters, like there's always something you could do, you know? Yeah. There's always yeah. one other thing you could do. And like, it, it's such a funny thing because I'm, I'm really into like entrepreneurs and like that, like just kind of interested in it. It's just kind of cool like reading about yeah. that stuff. And like yeah. a big thing they always talk about is like the grind, you know, like you wake right. up and you're going all day. And it's like, it's interesting because like in our world, like you can't just grind all the time. Like you yeah. have to live your life to get experiences. You know what I mean? Like you have to yeah. do things outside of like, I'm just going to do a spreadsheet all day, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> You know, like you have to, yeah. it's just kind of an interesting thing. And like reading about all the entrepreneur stuff, it's like, well, yeah, like a lot of it applies, but then a lot of it doesn't. Like you have to like take it with a grain of salt, you know? Yeah. When that was an aggressive spreadsheet you just made, if I may yeah. say so. <laughs> True. True. Uh, no, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, so the the last few months, what, what's what been crazy? I mean, you're telling me you just finished um, recording a new record, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was like a week and a half ago, um, which was like I, I I wanted to do like a Nashville album, you know, and and you know, because the last one I did it was really kind of like a guerrilla recording thing. Like we recorded yeah. some of it at college, and then we just did it in like our our living room and stuff like that, which was like totally cool, you know. Um, yeah, I just wanted to like see how it would be to like get a producer and have like a band come in and have it be like, we, we literally get everything done in five days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I'm still kind of like reeling from that. I think a little bit like just like the intensity, like we did three days of me, just me. Cause it was all me. And then the band kind of went on top of it. So it was, it was three days of just like eight hour days of just me playing, you know, mm -hmm. and um, talking about, arrangements and stuff and then two like eight hour days or longer of the the band and it was just a bass player and a guitar player but they came in and just kind of like layered on top so it was really intense you know <laughs> so in was there was there a drummer or anything oh yeah 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 um and okay. the, the producer was also played drums forgot about that yeah Ah, uh, very. And so, when you say get it all done in five days, did you? I mean, did you have to overdub anything else after that, or did you get vocals and everything done in those five days? Um, they overdubbed. They went in. The producer and the engineer overdubbed some like shakers and stuff. But yeah. um, we got it all done really. Um, and part of it is my my girlfriend is an insane singer, so she can kind of get like background parts done in like actually 30 seconds and everything so like wow i i don't think i sang like a single background part <laughs> really yeah yeah i i kind of like the idea of like 
this is just really partially me being lazy, but I like the idea of me just being the guy playing and singing and then kind of having it built around me. I mean, probably could have used a background vocal or two, but it worked out, you know? Well, it was cool because it's like, it, it's like a live show, right? You can only be in one place at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, it's it's. I wanted it to feel like live in the room, you know, and just like see how that felt. Because the last thing I put out was very much like pieced together over like years, and you know what I mean. And that that kind of process of it. Yeah. 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 Was there any takeaways in terms of which process you prefer between the two, or things about one that you like more than the other? Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think I definitely like this process better. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I, I can do this now. It would have been like harder for me to do it before just because like I practice now and I like practice with a metronome and I, you know what I mean? And like, I, yeah. I try to actually be like some of those songs I recorded a lot, a while ago, I just like, I wasn't as good of a player. You know what I mean? I couldn't really play the same way and that was kind of strange you know so i kind of yeah. i like the idea of having it be like this is what i sound like you know what i mean like if you hear me play this is what you will hear you know what i mean <laughs> right and then right so i i really like that idea i mean it was intense you know it was really kind of crazy but it was cool you know yeah yeah and it's interesting too because i feel like um you know, you do it the first way a lot of times out of necessity because yeah. money and yeah. time and stuff. And I just did my most recent record the way you just did yours in Nashville. We just went somewhere and we're there for a few days and got it done. And, uh, you know, the upfront expense is more, but I was thinking about it later. And I thought, you know, it was maybe in the long run it ended up actually being less expensive because really? we just, you know, there it didn't go on and on and on and on. Uh, that's like, interesting. Yeah, that's it. I'm interested to see if I feel the same way six run, months from now. <laughs> um, I, I I definitely feel like promotionally it it's better because it was hard. And also what happened with my last album is that COVID happened in the middle of it, of like yeah. recording it and promoting it. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it was like crazy. Like, you know, there was a nice like, eight month break in between like singles coming out you know what i mean and it was like okay <laughs> that's not really ideal sure. um yeah but it it came out that record finally feeling young finally came out <laughs> yes it did yeah uh uh may what mid-may of yes. 2021 uh-huh yeah um and, and that was your first full-length here i am as an artist kind of record yeah yeah it was um yeah like i said it, it was it had been sort of created over years and but and yeah done that way by necessity i mean some of the some of the songs were literal projects for my producer in college you know what i mean yeah so it's just yeah. weird kind of like like and they were made with that in mind kind of a little bit like right which is interesting to think about now um like it's interesting to think that I graduated college 2019 and I burp, sorry. And an album that comes out <laughs> in 2021 yeah. has songs that were produced for a, a project in college. You know, it's sort of like, yeah. it's interesting, but yeah, it was the first like sort of statement, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you've done a lot um since leaving college i mean first off if we're going to back up a little bit you grew up in in new hampshire correct uh-huh yeah and i mean what i mean what was your musical upbringing like as a kid uh not a ton of music really at all my my i mean like yes and no my parents aren't musicians my mom is basically like a math teacher and my dad um works for this like waste management company in maine um and so I didn't really like, they, they were thankfully very open to the idea of like, you want to try this thing? Like, sure. You know what I mean? But I feel like I sort of developed like in a little test tube of my own influences. It's kind of weird. I mean, I think yeah. 
yeah it's it's strange kind of like the the upbringing of it i, I mean thankfully i was i was i grew up in a, a really cool little town that had a bunch of music going on like that was kind of interesting in new hampshire it's this little yeah. coastal town with this arts festival every summer and there's a few like really nice venues there and it, it, it just when i was a kid you were just kind of exposed to like a lot of bigger folk artists coming through and just you know you couldn't not be influenced by it in some way you know yeah yeah um and i mean at what point did you decide i want to pursue music beyond just um you know playing as a hobby and listening to it and stuff um i don't know i think that was like i was like 15 or 16 maybe and i just kind of I don't know. I, I, I had tried a bunch of things and I wasn't very good at any of them really. Um, like I, I, I had always liked music, but like I said, like I, I didn't really know many like musicians, you know what I mean? I didn't really know, certainly not professional musicians, you know? Um, yeah. and so I just kind of, I don't know, I was just playing around and, and, and I, I had played drums for a really long time actually. Like that, I, I just picked them up because they, you know, they're easy to pick up when you're like 12. Um, and I had thought I maybe wanted to be like a teacher, like a drum teacher or something. And then I just kind of, I don't know. I, I was like, why not? I read Bob Dylan's autobiography, I remember. And I was like, oh, how poetic is that? I was like, oh man, I could be like Bob Dylan, man. And I, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 of course. And I, and I was like, you know, maybe I'll try the like singing and songwriting thing. And it was, yeah, I don't know. I guess I was like 16. 17 maybe maybe a little younger than that yeah and then you must have had some sort of a natural aptitude for it because you ended up at berkeley for college yeah um yeah i mean i i, I think i i had this sense of rhythm that was good because i was playing drums so much that i i mean vocally i was not very good <laughs> um like listening even to some of the recordings on my album which was made many years after I got into Berkeley. Yeah. Uh, some of the vocal performances are kind of shocking to me. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, Especially yeah, like... yeah, yeah. It's kind of. I mean, I'm sure you feel that way about things. But it's like, of course, like because the album was recorded over such a long period of time. It was, yeah. Like, particularly the song "Addicted." I, I really like that song, and it was the first one we recorded, but. It's the way I'm singing it is like so goofy to me now listening to it kind of like I just would never sing it like that. Anyway, yeah. I'll go stream my album. Um, but, you know, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I I think I. I'm not sure if I had a, a, such a natural aptitude. I mean, on some level, I think I did, but I think it was kind of. I could really trace every step kind of is interesting. Like, I feel like I didn't just like jump into it. You know, I, I yeah. sucked for a long time and Berkeley definitely the bar for getting into Berkeley is, is not quite as high as they would make it seem. I think sometimes like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's thinking interesting. Of, thinking of me when I was 17, you know, <laughs> well, they, you know, I don't I mean, you're probably better than you're giving yourself credit for. And they probably, they probably saw the potential there too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like you do an interview and everything. So like maybe my interview answers were really good or so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? When you talk about, uh, not, not liking a vocal performance years later, I've relate. I've yeah, yeah. like a vocal performance a month later. Uh, yeah, you, no, I know. I know. <laughs> what do you think that is over time that changes our voices? I mean, do you think it was a different set of influences that you grew out of, or you were trying to be something else or just your voice developed? Um, I think it could be a different set of influences. Uh, I mean, I think part of it and, and she'll love that I'm giving her this credit is, is my girlfriend. It, like a, she's just an incredible singer. And so she, she nicely, you know, over time would be like, why are you doing that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think uh, there was a time when I was very like into country um, yeah. for some reason, like not that I'm not in a country, but um and I liked the sort of like real spoken word thing. 
Right. But but what really fits my music a lot more is is like sometimes softer singing. Um and I I, I don't I don't know. It's an interesting question. I I I think just I think so much of singing, and I don't know if you can attest to this, especially as as men, I find sometimes is insecurity. Sure. Um, I think there's a lot, like you know, there's a lot of like toxic toxic masculinity kind of stuff about like you know being a singer, you know. Right. Um, right. 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 And I think deep down, I kind of struggled with that a little bit. You know, um, I wanted to be like a manly singer. You know, I didn't right, want to be. Sure. You know, I didn't want to be a a like super soft, like singer songwriter singer. You know what I mean? I, I wanted sure. to be like a, you know, that kind of thing. And I think, I think there's some influence of that and, and sort of just personally getting through that more and like, no, it's okay. If you sing like quietly, you know, you can sing quietly and have like intimate moments, you know? Right. And um, yeah, I don't know that that's an interesting big part of it, I would say. And obviously just like learning more technique stuff, but that's the more boring answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Well, that, well, and that too, and that too. But it, it's just interesting to me because I do listen back to recordings. I think we all do. And we yeah. Go, oh my gosh, what was going on there? Yeah, yeah. Um, who did I think I was? But so <laughs> now going in, going into Berkeley. I mean, how was you know if you can sum it up into a couple minutes? What was your experience uh, there like? It was super fun. You know, it was just fun. It was like stressful and weird and insane, you know. Um, it was awesome, you know. It, it was like definitely crazy though. Definitely, I don't know, like going to college for songwriting. Like I I love like everyone I met there and I love the teachers there, but at a certain point, like, and I, and I learned so much there and I learned so much about songwriting, but at a certain point, like, comparing yourself and comparing your songs and having your songs be ripped apart at every turn is often good, but at a certain point, I think it sort of runs out of its usefulness, you know? Um, and like, I, I think, you know, when you're a malleable, like 20 year old, you think that like this person went viral on TikTok, And so their opinion is the gospel you know? Right, right, right. And so I, I, I definitely listen to people a lot less than I did when I was at Berkeley now, <laughs> which sounds right. terrible now that I'm saying that yeah. out loud. <laughs> um, we don't care about opinions. Anymore. Oh yeah. I, I don't care. No, no, yeah. no. It's not like that, but you know, I definitely, I mean, it's just, it, it was, it was very difficult to find your voice there. And I think looking back, like, I didn't really start my like actual like I when I was at Berkeley like I had done the voice I had done played all these gigs and stuff but like I didn't really start like my actual thing until like long like six months to a year after I was out I mean a year easily I, I didn't really feel like I I had written a few songs that I really liked you know like mm. and then really it took until COVID honestly and then and and I mean, I was writing stuff I liked, but once COVID happened, I, every, that all kind of changed. You know, I feel like I, my mentality about music and, and everything just sort of changed. And I, and I found a more consistent voice that was hard to find at school for a billion reasons, you know? Yeah. Well, do you think, um, so going, I mean, going to school for songwriting or going to school for music in general, do you think that you would have gotten to the point you're at now if not for the college education? And in general, do you think uh, musicians should go to college? Um, I think, I think I needed it. Yeah. At least a few years, I, I, four years, like looking back is, was a little long, you know? Yeah. I think I needed it. Um, you know, like I said, the insecurities about things that it sort of forces you to change your thoughts on things when you're surrounded by other musicians. And yeah, you know, and, and I definitely don't think every musician needs it like at all, you know, 
I mean, I think I, I think often like what would it have been like if I had just moved here to Nashville at 18 right. or 19 versus just gone there. And I think it would have been, I would have had a much harder time sort of digging my way out of the aspects of Nashville and the sort of larger music industry that I don't like, if that makes right. sense. I would have had a much harder time because I would have been exposed to a lot less diversity of ideas Right. Um, which that, that was great to go to college for, you know, to be exposed to the diversity of ideas, but no, definitely. I mean, I think musically it helped, especially the first two years, you know, it was like, oh, I know what chords are and you know what I mean? And like intervals, but at a certain point you just have to throw the rule book out, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, yeah. you know, you know, obviously. Um, and it's like, especially in what we do, you know, in, in like right. the folk music world, like eventually you have to just burn what you learned and throw it out the window. You know what I mean? And like, and yeah, go for it. You know? And, and I think in Nashville, there's moving to Nashville. We could get into this to go crazy with it, but there's sometimes a, a push for like, this is success. And there's kind of this conformity feeling a little bit that I would have, I struggled with, but I, I, I suspect I would have struggled a lot more with it if I had just moved here and at like 18 school. or 19. Yeah. 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 I'm glad I went too. I, and I think it's different for everybody and also not everyone has the means to. Yeah. Go. Yeah. I'm also lucky in that way, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, but in, uh, and well, actually one more thing I want to touch on that happened to you in college is you were on The Voice. You were on season 18 of The Voice. Yes. How, how did that come about? Um, what was the process like? What was what was everything? It was hilarious. It was like, it was like the most fun thing ever. It was like, looking back, I just wish I had like just enjoyed it more, but it, it uh, they just, how did they find me? It was like, they just emailed me or something. And they were like, we found you on like Facebook or something, this video of you. And and they do that a lot. You know, they're like, yeah. would you come sort of skip to the front of the line? And you know, like you have to go through so many rounds of producers and stuff. This was, this was 20, yeah, 2018. You have to go through so many rounds of producers. It took like a year to actually get to the point of, you know, and, and then they, they fly you out and <clears throat> I hope I don't get sued for this, but yeah, they, they like, fly you out and they put you in a hotel and you get all this training and and it, it was crazy i mean i it, it was insane you know and and i definitely i i failed in like the grand scheme of the show like for i i basically i played and you know they have the chair turns and everything and they pick you to be on their team and nobody nobody picked me um but you actually got to the part where the chairs can turn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that's I, a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, it was it was an insane ride because they they pick people to go on certain days. Like it's like you, there are five days of auditions. It's all it's all rushing back to me. <laughs> there, there's like five yeah. days of auditions, and then they pick people to go. And it's sort of like if you go on the first or second day, you're in the best position. And I was not the best singer at all. Like or performer or anything. I was like 20 pounds heavier. I was like nothing. I didn't really have that much going for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they they had, they had picked me to go on the first day, which was the best day. I was like one of two people that didn't make it through on the first day. <laughs> oh my um, goodness. I mean, yeah, it was like a death in the family level tragedy to me and my mom was there, my dad was there. And like, I mean, it was like, absolutely insane you know it was like cry sobbing about it <laughs> like crazy it's crazy when the, when the chairs after the chairs didn't turn. yeah when they when it, they didn't turn it felt like uh, i had like you know what i mean and looking back it's so goofy life you know? was over yeah. I know, the, yeah i mean yeah i could harp on that forever you know but it, it was funny and I, and I got to just meet some great people like people that i'm still friends with and and i i i got to have a, a more interesting experience about a month later i had I got asked to do this thing called the comeback stage, which was the mm -hmm. first thing that they did. And it was like this thing where you got to hang out with a country star in the studio. And, and I, it was beyond like it really looking back, the voice thing 
And that, I mean, that what I was getting at with that is that I just got this cool experience of like being in, you know, the studio where Sweet Baby James was recorded and like, you know, and like all that stuff, that real like LA experience, makeup teams. And, and it was so fun, but like looking back, it really did like nothing for my career. <laughs> you know, was it, I mean, was it, uh, do you look back and say, I'm glad I went through that? Was it psychologically damaging? I mean, what was, what was your feeling at the end of it? Definitely glad I did it. Um, I mean, I, it, like looking back now is different than my feeling at the end of that, at the, at the right. end of it, looking back now, I'm so glad it just because I got those cool experiences, you know, like, right. And, and, and I'm also glad that I didn't go too far, you know, cause they're, they're not promotional music shows. They're reality TV shows. You right. know what I mean? They're not, it, it's, it, it can really put you in a tough position which this i could lead into another whole thing about this but it could it could lead you to a tough position and i think i think you maybe have some thoughts on this too i'd be interested to hear what you think about this like i think we think sort of as a culture that like music careers are are defined by how much attention you have on you at any given time yeah. you know and that totally. the person with the most attention on them is by definition the most successful person. Right. You know, and and that was an interesting thing to unlearn in real time, kind of. That mm. this experience of of, you know, oh, I got on TV and it was like, you know, millions of people saw me on TV and I got in my like local paper and it, and it was great. You know what I mean? It was awesome, like to feel like a star. But beyond yeah. feeling like a star and like boosting my ego, nothing really happened. You know what I mean? Like nothing yeah. happened in the same way that like when I wrote a song that really meant something to someone and they came up to me to one person, you know, and they came up to me right. and said, oh, this song oh, meant so much, you know what I mean? And that whole thing, it, that has done exponentially more than right. having a bunch of eyes on me at any given time, you know, what? which... Yeah, it's unfair to define success like that, too, even though we all do and I do and you do. I mean, we all do to an extent, right, whether we try to or not. But it's unfair, too, because uh, other industries aren't most other industries aren't that way. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's it's odd. It, well, it's so much of it is from the old music industry, you know, I mean, I th we still have these ideas about the music industry from like the fifties, you know what I mean? And like, right. And I think even the music industry of pre COVID is, is wildly different, you know? Of course. And, yeah. and, and like, for me, I've, I've tried, I'm trying to, you know, before it was, I was trying to write songs, especially in Nashville, I was trying to write songs that everybody could relate to kind of like, or, or just big relatable songs that, that everybody would like on some level. And now I'm on some level, I'm trying to write stuff that, that I'm looking at one person at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like musically. And I, you, you feel this way too. I think, you know, your music yeah. is, is, so, is so cool. It, it like, if you get one person to like it rather than trying to focus this is just my mentality trying to focus on how do I appeal to everyone? Yeah. You know, like that, that just didn't work for me like at all, you know? And right. once I started to focus on the other thing, it felt like real successes started happening, you know? Right. And not that like, like I had a video that went viral in like 2016, mildly viral in 2016. And then, you know, the voice thing, like not that those weren't successes, yeah. But looking back, like I said, you know, one person coming up to me and talking to me about this song meant so much to me, like, you know, like I, I, a friend of mine, I, 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 she's this really sweet woman in DC. I, I just, I did a, I, a private Zoom party for her, her dad's birthday and um, over COVID. And then mm. he passed away a few months ago. And so- oh. To, a few weeks ago, she asked me to to record for his funeral a Zoom thing, 
And, and I'm not going to cry talking about it. it. It was just like so sweet that yeah. this one group, I mean, it was to like five people. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. a viral TikTok. You know, it wasn't a song on Spotify with 10 billion streams. It was one thing, you know, and like right. that, that was, it's nice to know that music, I, I think it's, it's a better time than ever for music in that way. Right. You know? The one-to-one -one connections. Yeah. The one-to-one -one connections are like, they're worth so much more to me than, you know, a, a, a billion streams or whatever, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, no, I, man, that's all we could talk about. Yeah. <laughs> this stuff. All yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I guess on, on a closing voice note, um, you did time in a bottle by Jim Croce. Yeah. I, I love the performance and I love the song choice. However, we can't really watch a good performance of it. <laughs> I think they're Thank protective God, of honestly. what's online. I, yeah. I mean, it, there's, I looked it up on YouTube and there's a video of it, but it's a, uh, I, I really have never gotten into reaction videos, but it's a reaction video. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, I think the, I think they hate it also. I, I only watched part of it and I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> well, they were, they were, I think, making fun of the song a little uh, bit. Like, like they didn't know who Jim Croce was or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were, you know, it, it was a, it was a pop culture video and, and whatever. But anyway, I was a little perturbed because I was trying to watch the performance and they kept, uh, making comments about how they were sipping on their iced tea. Um, but, uh, you know. Yeah, it is what yeah. It is. I got to see it. I got to yeah, see it. Yeah, that's funny. Oh my god. Yeah, they delete they delete all the videos because they post them for like a year or something, and then they take them off. Mm -hmm. Honestly, thank God. You know, like I, I like <laughs> <laughs> my video. Like I, I don't sound very good. You know what I mean? And like, no, you did. I thought you did. I well, yeah, I mean, I guitar okay. playing was not. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Think. I was definitely trying. Like, it was more interesting guitar wise for sure. You know, I. It's funny though, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm happy that that they took it off, but you know, yeah, you can still you can still hear it through the iced tea sipping and everything, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So now, after graduating college, um, you moved to Na you moved to Nashville right away, right? Uh, there was a summer between when I was up in New England, and then, but but yeah, basically. So what is, I mean, did you, did you move out with people? Were you alone? What was that process like? And what made you decide I'm going, I'm going to music city. Um, multi-part question. Um, yes, I think, uh, to answer the first part, the, it's sort of a funny story of, uh, my, my producer at the time and my friend, um, we had been friends for a while and he had been working on my stuff and, and we sort of had the idea of like moving to Nashville together. Like, Oh yeah. You know, that could be like cool. Um, or just moving somewhere together and that would be kind of cool. Um, and then Berkeley has a trip to Nashville that they do mm. every year. And it's kind of like a thing, like it's a big cool. deal kind of, it's like, you yeah. go and you hit, listen to the hit writers and the publishers and the whole sort of Nashville shtick. You know what I mean? Right. And it, I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know? Um, and I was really good friends with my friend, Hallie, um, who I had sort of been saying to her, man, like you should try moving to Nashville. Like I think me and Alex are going to move to Nashville. Like you should move to Nashville. And we, she went on the trip and with, and, she told me on the trip, like, I think I want to move here. Like if you and Alex are looking for like another roommate. Um, and I was like, yeah. And so we had this whole plan. Like we had a house picked out and everything. Um, and then me and Hallie started dating. Uh, <laughs> and then it was like, okay. so do we move in together after dating for less than three months in a new city? And it was like, yeah, yes, we do. Oh, you did. You did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> it's crazy. Is that your current girlfriend? Too? Yes, yes. Okay. Oh my gosh! No, Thank no. You. Oh God! I mean, it was pure insanity, though. Looking at like you know, <laughs> she's gonna die that I'm saying this. Yeah, like it, it. That's awesome. It's it's pure insanity, you know. And like looking yeah. back, and, and it was crazy, you know, because you know you graduate college, new relationship, 
And then you get, and then you're also in this like music hub. And also, and, and moving on from that, part of the reason why you, why like so many people from Berkeley moved to Nashville is because so many people from Berkeley live in Nashville, you know, and right. like, and, you know, I wanted to move somewhere, you know, right. I didn't, I didn't know where. Um, so I figured out oh, why not try this crazy place and just like see what, you know, and it was a really tough ride for the first, you know, up until COVID, it was really hard. You know, it was a crazy, I keep burping, sorry. Um, it was, no worries. <laughs> that won't be edited out. Um, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, the burp will be broadcast. Great, great. Oh, boosted in the sound. Um, yes. But yeah, it was definitely a crazy experience, you know, and, 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 lots of i mean this place is insane you know it's yeah i have lots to say about that i, I forgot the end of the question or if that answered the question me me too but that's okay and you, and you probably did but um you know i've i've had lots of friends move down to nashville and some um are doing wonderful things exactly what they wanted to do some are not really doing music at all anymore but are still in nashville some came back um you know, there's so much industry there and people say it's a 10 year town. People say mm. you won't get an opportunity for four years or uh. whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, and, and there hap and there seems to be, as you were saying earlier, a definition of success, um, there too. I mean, what, how do you, how do you feel living there? Do you, I mean, are you able to do your thing and network and are you getting where you want to go with your career? Or, I mean, how does it feel to you now? Um, it feels much better than it did when I first moved here. Um, I think a lot of, and this is kind of an ever changing thought on my end, you know, a lot of the stuff I've, I've sort of found a lot of the stuff like the 10 year town, you know, like you got to move your kid and then we'll make you star or like you got to struggle and yeah, you won't get an opportunity for four years. You got to play this play, you know what I mean? That whole thing is to me, it's, it's kind of dated. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's dated from when it was like all about record deals and, um, and, and, and big, like, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's a, it's a little goofy to me. Like the, like, you know, I used to drive down the street and it drive down the music row street and you see the big buildings and they have the, the banners of like Tim McGraw 15th number one, you know what I mean? All that stuff or yeah. 50th, I'm sure, you know, and it, at a certain level, I, I think my mentality about it now is like, that's kind of all PR. I think <laughs> a little bit, not all, obviously yeah. like Tim McGraw has had 50 number ones or whatever, but like, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like the feeling of me driving down that street and just being like this little old songwriter, just being like, Oh, that's look at that big building. Like, I hope I get to write in a big building where I take an elevator <laughs> to the 12th floor. And it's like, that doesn't make the song any better. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. people write terrible songs in those buildings all day, you know? <laughs> and, and they also write great songs. And a lot of know? them make it to radio. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't need to get into that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. but there are also great songs written in those buildings, you know, but I right. think, I think there's a lot of PR going on to like make people think a certain way about <laughs> yeah. about how to feel about like the big industry of Nashville, you know? And right. and so and and I was doing that thing, you know, like I still I like co-writing and, and doing that. And I do it sometimes, but you know, the the sort of thing, and I'm sure you know this is you you move here and you co-write all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, and that's like the thing and and I did that and you know, I moved here and I, I was co-writing like four times a week, you know, five times a week. And like, and, and it's nothing against the co-writer, like all of them are really nice and great and everything. It was just like, I burned out so hard. I like, can't, it, it was, yeah. I'm just not really an amazing co-writer. I think 
like I and and I I was getting like just personally sad kind of because I was like I feel like you know the songs not aren't bad they're just like not me really and then I'm like well what is me because I'm interfacing with this huge machine of of national yeah. industry you know and so it's like well, what am I doing? And then honestly, COVID happened just at the exact right time. Um, <laughs> right. And I, and I moved, well, I never, I never stopped paying rent, but I, I went back up North and I just stayed with my parents in my hometown. My brother moved, you know what I mean? For the first like three months of when it was just like hell on earth, you know, <laughs> when everything yeah. was like completely dead, you know? And, and um, I don't know, like I, I, I rode my bike a lot and I just, would drive around a lot and, and write songs by myself where I was just playing around, you know, where I was like writing something that interested me and not just thinking, is this going to be a hit? Like, does this hook, you know what I mean? Cause you hear that all the time in Nashville. It's like, yeah, well that, that, that hook isn't, I don't hear that as a hit. People say that, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that's not a hit, but I'm like, what, that only matters to me. Right. That only matters in a very narrow world. Wait, wait, man, yeah. I, I don't want to sound like a dick. You know what I mean? No, I don't no, no. You know like... what? No, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, I figured you would. I figured you would. You know, like it only matters in, in not a narrow world, but only in one world. You know, a one world of music, which is pop music. You know. And I think mm -hmm. especially in today's like music industry, pop music is not what it was before. You know, it's not everything is pop music. Pop music is one aspect of it, you know? Yeah. And that you can like make a successful living and have fans and tour and everything um, and not be famous. You know, right. you, you can be a middle-class rock star, you know? like <laughs> Oh my gosh. Plugged it in a sentence. I love it. Um, you know, I think, you know, I'm not saying I figured all this out, but <laughs> no, I, man, I, I thinking a lot about, I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Um, and I've always written better alone. I feel like, although recently in the last few months, I've been trying to, I think actually through like Kerrville and some of these competitions and getting more ingrained in my, in a, in a group of people that I feel at home with this, you know, the singer songwriters yes, yeah, yeah. and the house concert crew. I actually have started writing and I found a couple of people that I write really well with. And so, you know, once a month we get in and have a zoom oh, really? and, and write, and it's a lot of fun and I've been learning a lot from it, but I also, uh, have been recently in like a, a couple Nashville writing sessions where, um, I, I jump on the zoom and I feel like I have nothing to contribute and it makes me wonder like, Oh, I'm a terrible songwriter. Be because it starts off and, and uh, someone plays something and it'll be like, okay, who are we writing this for? You know, one, one day it was the, uh, the, the N word mullet guy uh, who's big right now in Nashville. What's his name? Oh, um, Morgan, Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't call what him. The, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't call him the N word mullet guy, but that I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> um, that, <laughs> I could see but, that title, you know, but so like every line had to be, would it be something that he would sing? And I respected the process. I respected yeah, yeah. the hell out of it. And I was amazed by the writers I was with. Uh -huh. um, and especially one of the writer who brought me into the session is so versatile because he can write anything and he's just boom, boom, boom. But I felt like I thoroughly felt like I didn't belong. And as soon as yeah, happened, yeah. I thought, I don't want to do any more of those. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel the same way, exactly the same way. And not, and yeah, I totally respect that process. Like it, it's an art and a science that people can do that kind of stuff. Like I, I have some friends here where it's like, oh my God, like how, how did you write such a perfect song? You know what I mean? Like it's like, and it's, and in that way, it's like, oh my God, this is exactly fits like the brand and everything of this person. And like, you know, yeah. like it's, it's an art, you know, like it really is cool. Um, and I think I, I, yeah, I, I felt exactly the same way. I did a lot of that. And it was like, what, like, what's going on, you know? And it was, it was, it, it, it was like, am I bad? You know, am I not good? Or am I like, and, and, yeah. and I think something kind of a big, like 
discovery, I don't know discovery, but in, in that time when I moved up north at the beginning of COVID, it, it was looking back, it was a really interesting creative time. Cause like I said, I was, you know, I was just kind of doing things. I was biking. I, I wasn't on like the grind because there literally was no grind to be on, you know, it was, yeah. the world was on fire, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and I, I started writing these songs where, well, well, I had this, this guy, he sort of like mentors me. He's this really amazing guy. And he, he, I had a phone call with him and I told him I, I really was stressed kind of, I was trying to do a bunch of live streams and I was trying to you know, like write, co-write all the time via zoom. And he was like, you know, Sam, like you also need to rest. Like that is also a part of this. So like, do you yeah. have to rest? And so I was like, okay. So I canceled everything, you know, and, and I just rode my bike and I did things. And when I came back, some of those songs are going to be on my album. And when I came back from that experience, it, it, I wrote these songs that kind of shaped my understanding of my writing now, which I, I'm trying to write songs that nobody else could sing. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah, like they're yours. Yeah. And and like they they it would make absolutely no sense on earth if somebody else sang it because they're so personal to me, you know, and, and the words are weird. You know, I, I'm using like no one like in some new song I have, like it's like the sweet song, and then I have in the middle of it like maybe I'm just a monkey. Like I say, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, that it's like, people wouldn't really say, like I would get like thrown out of a Nashville publishing building with some of these new songs, you know? <laughs> and, and just trying to write stuff that is only able to be sung by me is my kind of thing now, you know? Yeah, that's great. I love that. I love that. And, um, oh, here, the other thing I was going to ask you about co-writing, do you ever get defensive with riffs? Like, do you ever, when you're in a session, do you like, I don't want to like, do you always just bring your best riffs to the table? Or do you sometimes say, ah, no, that riff is a Sam song. And I don't want you to pop countryfy this one. This is, this is my riff. I mean, I co-write so infrequently now that like, yeah, I think I only would co-write kind of if like I had something that wasn't mine. You know what I mean? That like, if it was just like this, I, this doesn't work for me, or I think this is cool. Like I, I was co-writing with Shanna, you know, Shanna. In yeah. Dress. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, who's been on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's really cool. And she just moved here. And, and because I was like, I can't write, we ended up writing something else, but I was like, I can't write this song. Like I just, I, I can't figure it out, you know? So it's more like that kind of a thing. Like, I think this is kind of cool but I can't do it alone, you know, because otherwise yeah. then I just kind of want to do it alone. You know, <laughs> right, I don't know right. if that's right or wrong. I like, I have no, you know, somebody listening to this might be like scoffing at me for that, but I have no idea, you know? Well, you've been having success writing and, and doing your music and doing your thing and being a, an authentic, the authentic Sam Robbins, not an authentic Sam, uh, yeah, Sam Robbins. Yeah. Cause that would defeat what I just said. Um, so with this debut record, you've been doing, I mean, as, as COVID allows, you've been doing lots of touring. You're constantly on the road. You're doing house concerts. Mm -hmm. um, you're doing clubs, the, the whole thing. Um, Zoom, Zoom funerals even. Yes. And yeah. uh, so I want to jump into the touring aspect a little bit of your life and also the competitions. You and I, I think, met uh, just by association through Kerrville last yes. year initially, right? Yeah, uh-huh. But you um, were, were you were twenty twenty, right? Yes, yeah, same same year as you, yeah, I believe. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say you were twenty fourth, right? And I was no. like, yeah, twenty fourth <laughs> out of the twenty fourth <laughs> I was twenty fourth. But you were one of the winners. You were one of the six winners. Um and you also I mean, you did well in several competitions last year. So at in in general, these songwriting competitions, how have they been for you? And have you felt that it's boosted your career a little bit in the last year? Um, I mean, they're cool and fun. You know, I, I still kind of am getting to know that universe, you know, and like it, it sort of felt like in general, once I like stumbled upon what house concerts were in that whole world, who, who was, it was actually through Liz Longley, if you know her. Um, mm. She, I, I met with her like, Oh, like right before COVID. And, and she was like, 
maybe you should like really look into playing like house concerts. And I had heard of them. And then yeah. I sort of looked at it and I was like, this seems like it would fit, you know? And so it seems like sort of in general, ever since I discovered that universe, like things have been better, you know, and the competitions like, yeah. I mean, it seems like in that world, like, I don't know your experience, like people do kind of pay attention to the competitions a little more, which is sort of interesting, like, because it feels like a little more than just like what I was saying before, when it's just raw attention, you know, yeah. it's like, it's a little, there's a little more depth to them. It seems like, yeah. um, because it's a smaller group of people, you know, it's not like the voice you're on NBC and you are seen by, you know what I mean? And sort of the spectacle of, of, of being seen by, you know, 20 million people on TV is the whole thing kind of like it's the a idea. small community of yeah. people here. Yeah. You know, it's a, and that's really awesome, you know, like, and that's been really fun for me. And, and yeah, I don't know the competition thing, like Kerrville, definitely helped you know <laughs> yeah. um and i don't know yeah I, I don't really know yet i'm just kind of still figuring that part out you know like definitely better in this world than in other sort of universes i've been in but better for me anyways and i and now how about touring you're you're constantly on the road um and you're in the listening room network correct yes yeah which I love that website. Um, me too. Yeah, songwriters, listening room network dot I don't think dot, it's com. I think it's net. Net. Listening room network dot net. Yeah. And, and I'm playing and their festival actually. Um Awesome. In in March, which is gonna be really cool. Um Yeah, I, I love that website. That website is so great. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, you you post where I mean you can look up the state and anybody who has a house concert who's on the site has a green light if they're booking, a yellow light if they're booking a little, a red light if they don't want to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, and you have like 500 characters. No, you have like 350 yeah, characters yeah. to reach out, which is very difficult. It is. It is so difficult. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, but it's good, though, to come up with like a mission statement of yourself. But I like I remember the first few times I did it, I was like, what What do you mean? Like, I was like, I'm trying to type like my whole life here, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But no, that's there. It's cool to see organizations like that. Um, and you've been building a network all over the country. I mean, is that starting to be. Is that what you're thinking of when, when you're looking at income for the year? How, mm -hmm. Are you thinking, hey, I need to be on the road six months or a certain amount of time? How are you approaching your, your tour life? Um, I'm still kind of figuring that out, honestly. Like, I definitely not as, like, officially as that. You know, I'm not like, I need to be doing this. I need to be. I mean, I think a part of the benefit of Nashville also that we didn't mention is that it's very cheap still. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, I mean, people in Tennessee will tell you it's not cheap, but like compared to Boston, you know, yeah, compared yeah. to Denver, I'm sure, you know yes. what I mean? It's like, it, it's ridiculous kind of, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of just like, if someone wants me to play there, then I'll like just try to find a way to make that work and just go do it, you know? Um, yeah and then build things up along the way. And, and I mean, I'm at a point where it's like, obviously I don't have any kids. Like my girlfriend also a musician also plays house shows. So like, sometimes we do them together and like, sometimes right. we'll go together. And, and so, yeah, it's kind of in, it's kind of a fluid time, you know what I mean? Not really, but that's scary and terrifying, but also cool. You know, I don't need, I don't feel like I need, quite the level of like okay i need to i need to make ends meet right now by playing like 10 shows you know it's like and the right. house shows like people can be so generous it's like unbelievable you know like you know obviously it's it's just yeah like it that that's the thing it's like thinking about just providing value for like one person the they'll they'll come back you know and and like if you just keep providing legitimate value and not just value of of idolization or value of like fame, you know, like right. le legitimate, like 
musical and like personal connection with people. I feel like it, it, it goes a lot further. This is, I'm going to get really heady here, but like it goes a lot further because you're not really just relying on other people's insecurities, like of being like, wow, he's really hot. Like, look how ripped he, not talking about me. Look how ripped he is. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One like, of those other songwriters. Well, yeah, yeah well, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like musicians in general, like yeah. when when it's like, there's nothing wrong with like Shawn Mendes. Like I think Shawn Mendes is great, but undeniably part of that is preying on people's insecurities, you know, because right. he's, you know, he's, right. he's this unbelievably good looking and also unbelievably talented, you know what I mean? Like right. unbelievably good looking. And that's so much of the spectacle of it kind of that it's like, it's it's nice to work on something outside of that and not be quite as worried. You know what I mean? I still go to the gym and go running and stuff, but like not be quite as worried about it, you know? Right, 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 right. I forgot the question. I don't know where I went, but. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all good stuff and it's been a pleasure. Um, Man, it's been a great connecting with you and chatting. I hope we, yeah. can, we can continue the conversation yes. offline. Uh, if only we could do that show and you weren't getting married that weekend. Oh, oh I oh, know. I'm okay. so sorry. That's I'm a pretty so good sorry. excuse, though, I would say. It, yes, yes. Sam invited me to do a show in Colorado on my wedding day, and it was a tough <laughs> decision, but... No, well, we're... Uh, yeah, we got to work something out. Uh, yeah. Somewhere in the near future. All right. My conversation with Sam Robbins. Thanks, Sam, for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, his album is wonderful. Check it out. You can go to samrobbinsmusic.com. The album, by the way, is called Finally Feeling Young. Um, it's on Spotify. If uh, if you're a Joe Rogan fan, if you're a Neil Young fan, it's it's probably also on title. I'm just kidding. We're not going to get into that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's on all streaming platforms. He's touring constantly, samrobbinsmusic.com. You can go check out his tour dates. Um, and he also uh, has a tab for house concerts. If you're somebody who's curious or interested in hosting house concerts, um, check it out. He kind of breaks down what it is, how it works, and, um, and you can book him directly through his site. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll chat with you next week. Mm-hmm.